in a haunted town where the sheriff, Boyd Stevens, is instructing everyone to go into their homes in the evening. The town is dilapidated, and every home has a peculiar talisman with mysterious writings hanging by the entrance. Other town dwellers include Deputy Kenny and his dad, Christy the nurse, Sarah Myers the waitress, and many more. The scene then cuts to the home of a woman named Lauren, who lives with her little daughter Megan and her husband Frank. Frank still hasn't returned home, and Megan is getting ready for bed, while Lauren is finishing her chores in the other room. Suddenly, an old woman claiming to be Megan's grandma calls out for her from outside the room's window. When Megan peeks through the blinds, the old woman asks her to let her into the room. Lauren overhears the commotion and rushes there. However, by the time she reaches Megan's room, the old woman, who turns out to be a monster, kills the little girl. Next, the monster makes Lauren her target, leaving behind a grisly murder scene. The next day, Boyd finds the dead bodies of the duo. Later, when he finds Frank, he jails him for not being at home and looking after his family. It turns out that it had been more than 96 days since someone had become a victim of the monsters, but because of Frank's recklessness, the streak was broken. Later, Boyd visits a colony house run by a woman named Donna. Boyd is there to meet his estranged son, Ellis, and his partner, Fatima. Boyd requests Ellis to come to Lauren and Megan's funeral, but he declines the invitation, saying that he has other appointments. Upset, Boyd leaves without saying a word. The scene then cuts to a group traveling in an RV van. The Matthews are on a trip, and their family includes the youngest member, Ethan, his sister, Julie, father, Jim, and mother, Tabitha. On the way to their destination, they encounter a large log which has blocked their path. With no way around it, they decide to take a detour and come across the same haunted town. The Matthews pull up into the town as the residents gather for Lauren and Megan's funeral. Upon noticing the visitors, the sheriff instructs everyone to act naturally as the family doesn't know what they've gotten themselves into. Jim gets out of the van to ask for directions, but everyone ignores him until the sheriff helps him out. Jim then gets back in the car and drives off with his family. After driving for a while, the family again ends up in the same town. Frustrated, Jim drives in the opposite direction, but again ends up right back to the town. It's clear that the family is lost and is stuck in an endless loop which takes them back to the same town. Here, it's revealed that Boyd and Kenny are purposely letting the Matthews drive around and around until they deem the family is ready for whatever kind of initiation process comes next. Soon, the family begins to panic as they can't find their way back. All of a sudden, a car appears on the road, forcing Jim to swerve the RV and crash into the trees. Due to the crash, Ethan's leg is impaled and Tabitha is left unconscious while Jim is stuck in the driver's seat, and Julie sustains minor injuries. Meanwhile, the driver of the other car, Toby, another outsider, seems to have hit his head and is profusely bleeding. Despite his state of mind, he follows the road and pulls up into the town as Boyd and Kenny are setting up a spike roadblock to flatten the tires of Jim's RV van. Toby seeks their help and informs them about the accident. Kenny promptly takes Toby to the clinic, while Boyd and the townsfolk rush to the crash site. 
Another guy named Jade exits the second car, appearing to be high, so Boyd cuffs him to the car to stay put. Out of nowhere, Sarah, the waitress, arrives at the clinic and approaches Toby. She comforts him and they start making out. However, as Toby lets his guard down, Sarah stabs him in the throat and kills him. Back at the crash scene, Boyd orders Kenny to quickly take Julie and Tabitha back to the town for treatment, while Jim stays behind with him as Nurse Christie operates on a critically injured Ethan. Meanwhile, on his way back to the town, Kenny's conveyance becomes flat. It turns out he had forgotten to remove the spike block from the road which he had laid for Jim's RV. Soon, it begins to rain heavily, so Kenny decides to take everyone to the colony house. Back at the crash scene, Boyd takes a talisman and hangs it outside the RV, before locking himself and others inside. He then covers all the windows with blankets as Jim watches in bewilderment. After a while, Boyd takes a peek outside the windshield and sees the monsters, who look just like normal people, slowly walking towards the van. Suddenly, Ethan starts having a seizure. Christy and Jim try to stabilize him, and when he stops convulsing, everyone hears voices coming from outside. Jim insists that it's Kenny and the others who've come back for them. But Boyd knows better and stops him from opening the door, while explaining that the creatures outside are not people. Meanwhile, Ellis, Julie, and the others try to rush back to the colony house on time. Jade slows them down when he falls down, but the group quickly carry him inside with the monsters almost catching up to them. Upon hearing the commotion, Donna runs down the stairs and makes Tabitha, Julie, and the others get on the floor before they're tied up and taken to separate rooms. At the RV, Boyd tells Jim about the talismans which apparently protect the houses in town. The residents don't know how it works, but it does. Soon, Ethan wakes up and begins moaning in pain, so Christy decides to give him a sedative. Later, Donna apologizes to Tabitha for everything and explains that it was necessary. She mentions that these are the precautions they have to take because everyone reacts differently on their first night. She explains everyone in the town has been exactly in the same situation as Tabitha. The scene then cuts to the room where Julie has been tied up. Suddenly, a creepy man named Victor enters the room to check out Julie, but Ellis's partner, Fatima, arrives and tells him to leave her alone. She then explains to Julie that they've been tied up because people often freak out on their first night in the town, which can be weird and scary. Back in the RV, Ethan's situation stabilizes, and Christy confirms that his breathing is normal now. Suddenly, someone knocks from outside asking for help. It's clear that the monsters are outside, and Jim grows curious as to what would happen if they managed to get in. He asks Boyd to use his gun to neutralize the threat, but the latter explains it won't do any good. Meanwhile, Christy begins freaking out and worrying that the talisman is going to fail, so Boyd has to reassure her that everything is going to be okay. Later, Christy and the others finally manage to pull the object from Ethan's leg. Elsewhere, Kenny complains to the town priest, Father Cotri, about Julie and Tabitha being tied up. Just then, Ellis interrupts them and starts arguing with Kenny for leaving the spike strip on the road. Just when things start to escalate, Father Cotri breaks it up. In the next scene, Kenny's father, Bing Chan Liu, plays chess with Gina, his caretaker. 
Bing reveals that Kenny's real name is Fu Hen, but he wanted an American name. Since he has dementia, he begins speaking another language all of a sudden before freaking out. He continuously shouts that he wants his son, but Gina calms him down. In the next scene, Donna tells Tabitha about the monsters. She starts narrating the story about how she ended up in the town. She explains that everyone who has ended up in the town has encountered the tree in the middle of the road. Donna was on a hunting trip with her sister when they encountered the monsters on the road. The person on the road wouldn't move, so Donna's sister got out with a shotgun before screaming at him to move. All of a sudden, it ripped her face off right in front of Donna, prompting her to hide in the bushes. Back in the RV, Christy prepares Celine so she can clean Ethan's wound. She reveals that she's a third-year medical student and they improvise when they can. As for Jim, he's an engineer who builds theme park attractions. Ethan wakes up and says it hurts as Jim assures that everything is going to be okay. Elsewhere, Kenny tells Father Cotri about his father having dementia. He explains that one day his father had wandered out of the house, and when they found him and were returning back home, they encountered the tree and eventually stumbled upon the town. Meanwhile, Gina checks on Toby and finds him dead. When she tries to run out, she finds two monsters standing by the door. Scared, she immediately runs downstairs and locks herself into one of the rooms. The next day, Tabitha and the others arrive in a van as Jim carries Ethan out of the RV and back to the road. On the way to the town, they find the door of the clinic open. Kenny runs inside to inspect, but gets devastated to find Gina and his father dead. The scene then cuts to Jade waking up in the middle of the night and screaming for Toby. Donna orders him to stay quiet and begins to tell him about the horrors of the town. As expected, he doesn't take her seriously and instead thinks of the entire set of circumstances to be a game that his friend Toby has meticulously planned. He thinks he's being pranked and sets off to explore the town. Later, in the town's jail, Boyd tells Frank that he's going to receive a punishment for his negligence, but isn't anything personal. As a last wish, he asks Frank if he'd like to see someone, and the former takes him to his daughter's favorite spot in the woods. Seeing this, Boyd starts having sympathy for the poor man and rethinks the punishment. Back in the colony house, Donna arranges for Father Cotri to meet the new residents for the choosing ceremony. The ceremony is conducted to decide where the residents want to live, in the colony house or outside. A few moments later, Father Cotri takes Jim and Tabitha around town and tells them more about the talisman and explains that a specific box is used as a form of punishment. A person will be locked away in the box overnight when their actions or negligence leads to the death of someone. He also tells them that tonight will be the first time it will be used. After a while, the three enter what was once Lauren's and Frank's house. Father Cotri informs them about the incident that had happened prior to the Matthews family arriving at town. Soon, Jim and Tabitha make their way upstairs, where the slaughter had taken place. Seeing the gruesome room with blood all over, Tabitha becomes nauseated and immediately leaves the house. However, Jim reminds her that they are left with no choice but to accept their situation. In the next scene, Jade meets Kenny in the diner and keeps on talking about finding clues and secret messages to get out of the town. He still believes that he's in an escape game, 
Kenny tries to remind him that everything he's heard about is real, but Jade laughs it off and heads off to explore. As soon as he leaves, Christy meets Kenny and comforts him because of the recent passing of his father. Meanwhile, Ethan has begun seeing a boy in white playing and walking outside the window of the colony house. Only he can see him and has made him his friend. Later, Ethan gets his crutches made by Ellis and walks outside the house. There, he meets Victor and mentions about the boy in white. Surprisingly, Victor replies that he knows something about it. Elsewhere, as Jade is exploring, he stumbles upon an underground bunker on the outskirts of the town. He enters it and gets terrified when he sees a dead person who was presumably crushed by a rock. He also sees various sigils and symbols painted in red on the walls. However, this still doesn't convince Jade, and he assumes that Toby has gone to such lengths to make the so-called game entertaining. The scene then cuts to Boyd at the town church, where he meets Father Cotri. Boyd tells Cotri that he doesn't want to put Frank in the box as he has suffered enough and feels bad for him. However, Father Cotri says that the only way to make things right is for Frank to be punished. Boyd disagrees with him and leaves. Later, he meets Frank and gives him a talisman and the chance to run off into the woods to make what little life he can. Meanwhile, the choosing ceremony has begun for the Matthews family, and they are given two choices, Colony House or the town. Father Cotri explains that in order to choose, they must pick either a rock for the town or a flower for the colony house. As the father is speaking, Boyd interrupts him and starts talking about giving Frank a second chance. During his speech, Frank shows up and informs everyone that he's accepted his fate and is willing to enter the box. After Frank's announcement, the Matthew family chooses to reside in the town except Julie. She feels accepted and loved in the colony house, so she has chosen it over her family's choice. Jim and Tabitha disapprove of this, but it is a rule that once a person has chosen, it is permanent and there's no going back. As a result, the family reluctantly accepts Julie's decision and heads into their new home. After a while, Jade enters the crowd and starts making fun of everyone. Seeing this, Boyd forcefully pulls him away and makes him choose where he wants to live. Jade chooses the colony house, and shortly after, Kenny takes him to the place where Toby's corpse is about to be buried. Seeing this, Jade gets taken aback and realizes that everything the townspeople have been saying is real. A few hours later, Frank is put inside the box and left alone. Sadly, he is immediately surrounded by some creatures and killed. Following this, a flashback is seen where a young Victor walks out of an underground bunker and notices several dismembered corpses on the ground. This implies that he is the first one of the town's inhabitants. Elsewhere, Tabitha gets emotional about their unprecedented situation and cries, asking Jim if they're being punished for their sins. Just then, Ethan enters the room and requests for pancakes, so Jim takes him to the local diner. On the other hand, Sheriff Boyd cleans the remains of what is left of Frank's body and puts them into a wheelbarrow. He then takes it to the church where Frank is buried next to his family. Back at the diner, Jim and Ethan enjoy a special breakfast which is specifically made for new town members. When Jim heads to the bathroom, Victor sits with Ethan and tells him that the trees have moved four inches closer. 
He shows him the picture he drew of the boy in the woods, but when Jim finds them together, he threatens Victor in front of everyone. Later, Jade meets Kenny outside the bunker and insists that he saw a crushed man and a symbol on the wall. However, Kenny doesn't believe him and takes him to his office. He explains that everyone who has ended up in the town have come from completely opposite sides of the country, which is practically impossible. Jade shows his persistence and firmly believes that someone is behind all of this. All of a sudden, a radio buzzes. Jade immediately takes the radio and rushes out to inspect it, despite Kenny saying that it meant nothing. Meanwhile, Boyd repairs the box and Father Cotri meets him. He tells Boyd not to go hard on himself and stand up to be everyone's leader. During their conversation, it's revealed that Boyd was the one who discovered the talismans but had to pay a price for his discovery, which was the death of a woman, presumably his wife. Later, Jim and Tabitha meet at their home and start arguing about their present condition. While they're at it, Ethan sneaks off with Victor into the woods to find the boy in white. Lo and behold, they find the boy and start following him. Shortly after, they stumble upon a tree which Victor calls the Faraway Tree. He then paints a smiley face on a rock and throws it inside the tree. Surprisingly, the stone drops down from the sky. Victor then reveals that even people can be teleported like this, but it is unsure where they will end up. Elsewhere, Jim and Tabitha find out that their son is missing and immediately head out to search for him. As they enter the woods, they're soon surrounded by hounds, but Victor scares them off with gunshots. He then flees the scene before Jim can confront him. Later, Jim has lunch with Tabitha in the diner and apologizes for arguing with her earlier. In the meantime, the waitress Sarah is cooking something in the kitchen. Suddenly, she gets a marking on her arm which reads, kill the boy. Before Sarah can comprehend anything, she experiences a deadly seizure. The episode ends as everyone in the diner rushes to help her. That was all from the video. I hope you liked it. Subscribe for more content like this and hit the like button to help us out. Also, leave a comment if you want us to recap your favorite movie. Until next time, take care.